Welcome to Cases and Controversies, a legal podcast by Bloomberg Law. I'm Kimberly Robinson. And I'm Jordan Rubin. And this is your SCOTUS sneak peek for the week of November 11th. Monday is, of course, Veterans Day, so there will be no arguments then. So, Jordan, why don't you kick us off for Tuesday? What do we have up? Anything special? DACA. You may have heard of it. And this is an issue that regular cases and controversies listeners are already well familiar with. We've gotten into it so far this term already on two episodes, the term preview episode and our latest deep dive episode two. So listeners, check those out if you haven't yet. But here's the sneak peek version. So DACA, it's a group of cases dealing with President Obama's Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA program, which has given temporary protections from deportation to hundreds of thousands of young immigrants brought to the U.S. illegally as children. The Trump administration has tried to undo the program, arguing that Obama didn't have the right to enact it in the first place. And it's a two-part question that's in front of the Supreme Court. First, whether Trump's decision to wind down the program is judicially reviewable even in the first place, and second, whether Trump's decision itself is lawful. And the court recently enlarged the amount of argument time from an hour to 80 minutes, as it does in these big, important cases with lots of different arguments and complexities to them. And so the issue requires the court to get into questions of administrative procedure, possibly looking into the reasons behind the Trump administration's decision. And if that sounds familiar, it's because we had a somewhat similar situation last term, and to some extent even the term before in the travel ban case. So the DACA case is incredibly significant, obviously, for the hundreds of thousands of recipients who are awaiting the court's decision. It also poses the latest test for the Roberts Court in dealing with the latest controversial Trump legal maneuver. And, for good measure, we'll be getting a decision right in the thick of a presidential election campaign. So that's DACA. Well, the second case up that day also kind of sort of touches on immigration. It's Hernandez versus Mesa. This is actually the second time that the Supreme Court will consider this cross-border shooting of a 15-year-old by a U.S. Border Patrol agent. Now, one of the things here is that the U.S. Border Patrol agent was standing on the U.S. side of the border when he shot and killed the 15-year-old who was on the Mexican side of the border. And so the issue is whether or not the parents of this this teenager can bring a so-called Bivens action. Mm-hmm. Now, Listeners may be somewhat surprised uh, to hear that while there is a statute allowing for suits against state officials who violate federal constitutional laws, um, there's no corresponding provision for federal officials. But in 1971, the Supreme Court said there was an implied right to sue federal officials to hold them accountable for these constitutional violations. But really, in the last 30 years, the court has really cut back on that, has really limited the times where Bivens is applicable. And then in 2017, when the court first heard this Hernandez case, it also decided a case called Ziegler, in which it said that um, expansions of the so-called Bivens actions were disfavored judicial actions. Actions. Um, it did keep the door kind of open for some Bivens actions mm-hmm. where there weren't these, quote, special um, factors counseling against expanding Bivens. So this case is really testing kind of the scope of that, how um, how many of these, you know, disfavored judicial actions are going to be allowed. 
So here, the Fifth Circuit said that this would be an expansion um, that would implicate national security. So they said that the parents couldn't bring the case. The Ninth Circuit, in a separate case, uh, in a separate cross-border shooting incident, um, said that the case could go forward. So the court will presumably resolve that split. So that was Tuesday. And uh, Wednesday, we're kicking off a case that's kind of a sleeper case, but a super important one that maybe not everyone is focused on. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Right. So this one is Comcast versus National Association of African-American-Owned Media. And it really involves a civil rights statute saying that all citizens must enjoy the same right to contract, quote, as is enjoyed by whites. And uh, the question for the justices is what that means. Does it mean that the plaintiffs at the pleading stage have to say that race was the only factor that led to uh, kind of their inability to contract? Or is it just one of many other motivating factors, which is kind of a lesser standard for plaintiffs to meet at the at the pleading stage? So here, Comcast denied uh, Entertainment Studios, which is an African-American-owned studio, the right um, to distribute channels on its platform. And the question is really just going to be whether or not these kinds of claims can go forward with discovery, um, kind of making it easier for plaintiffs to bring these cases, or whether or not they're going to be cut off even before discovery is allowed. So that's Comcast. And then our last case of the November sitting. Oh, boy. Saving the best one for last. Rounding out the sitting, we have a case called Ritz and Group against Jackson Masonry. And the question presented is, are you ready? Is an order denying a motion for relief from the automatic stay in bankruptcy proceeding a final order under 28 U.S.C. section 158A1? Oh, A1? A1, not A2? This is not an A2 case. This is straight up A1. That is interesting. Right. Yeah. So, you still with us? Either way, we'll keep going. The case stems from a failed land deal. Ritson sued Jackson for breach of contract in Tennessee state court, but about a week before trial, Jackson filed for bankruptcy. That triggered an automatic stay of the litigation, which is something that happens in bankruptcy cases. And the bankruptcy court rejected Ritson's motion to lift the stay, and Ritson didn't immediately appeal that denial. Instead, Ritson fought the case in bankruptcy court, where it lost. Then Ritson filed in federal district court, challenging the bankruptcy court's order denying relief from the automatic stay. It lost there, too. The Sixth Circuit upheld the district court's ruling, noting that in bankruptcy, parties need to appeal final orders within 14 days, which Ritson failed to do. Got all that? So No, no. I I think I I stopped listening a while ago. Sorry. So did I. So (laughs) now in Ritson's Supreme Court appeal, it says such a stay order isn't a final order that needs to be quickly appealed. And we have the Trump administration weighing in, siding with Jackson, noting that the federal government often seeks to recover debts from persons who have filed for bankruptcy and often files motions for relief from the automatic stay. And the government says this is a case that, quote, may affect the sound administration of the bankruptcy laws, end quote. So we got four big cases this week, including that last one. Earth for shattering. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for our SCOTUS sneak peek for this week. We'll be back next week with a deep dive into the arguments in the November sitting, including uh, the cases we just previewed, as well as the ones the week before on our previous sneak peek. Until then, you can follow along with all the latest Supreme Court news at news.bloomberglaw.com. Thanks for listening.
Suspending the Rules is Bloomberg government's weekly deep dive into what's happening on Capitol Hill. As is often the case with suspension bills, there's something of a theme behind them. Every Monday, BGov reporters and legislative analysts preview the week in Congress. This would be a rejection of what the Trump administration called for. And break down the biggest bills on the agenda. Autonomous vehicles are going to know everything about where we go and what we're doing. You can listen and subscribe to Suspending the Rules wherever you get your podcasts. Find more information at about.bgov.com.